Thanks for tuning in. First, a word from our supporters. V Coffee Podcast is sponsored by KitchenAid, whose coffee collection is changing the way coffee is brewed at home. KitchenAid worked with baristas and coffee experts to engineer a new line of coffee products. The KitchenAid Burr Grinder allows you to extract the best flavor from your coffee beans by precisely controlling the grind level. The KitchenAid Precision Press Coffee Maker enhances the classic French press brewing method with an integrated scale and timer to precisely brew a bold, full-bodied cup of coffee. Craft coffee made simple with KitchenAid. A truly great cup of coffee is more than exquisite taste. We at Mudhouse Coffee Roasters believe great coffee means integrity and quality at every point along its journey. We travel and form close relationships with small farms from Panama to Indonesia. We buy the highest quality beans grown with social responsibility and ecological sustainability. Our philosophy earned us Roaster of the Year from Roast Magazine. When you order from us online, we hand roast and ship fresh so you get the sweetest spot of that coffee's expression. Rock on and go to mudhouse.com. You're listening to The Coffee Podcast, where our focus is people and our language is coffee. My name is Weston Peterson. And I'm Jesse Hartman. This is your platform for people-focused coffee talk. All right. Scott, thanks for joining me. Sure. Uh, kind of live at the Lamarzoco Cafe by a trash can. <laughs> Very close to the Lamarzoco Cafe. Yeah, I'm sure KXP is looking at us like, what are those guys doing? Amateurs? Very um, likely. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so let's hear some of your background in, in coffee. I kind of want to hear, uh, how'd you get into coffee? Obviously, mm-hmm. you work for La Marzocca now, but if you could um, tell us your first coffee experience, um, what was mm-hmm. that like? And then what was kind of your first like real awesome coffee experience? Sure. And then how did you end up at La Marzocca? Oh, boy. Um, well, I guess like one of the earliest memories I have of coffee is that I grew up in Ohio, uh, in Dayton, and my dad every morning would wake up uh, before he'd go to work and he, he would grind his own coffee. So I'd wake up every morning hearing him with one of those little whirly blade grinders, which legit. at the time, I mean, <laughs> back when I was a, a child, like in the 1980s, that was super legit that he yeah. was grinding his own coffee. And wow. uh, some of my earliest memories of him are like grinding coffee. So that's crazy. Um, yeah, so that was probably one of my earliest memories, and I always had a soft spot in my heart for coffee because of that. And I would sit with him while he'd drink his his cup in the morning, and so I think that had that always gave me kind of the warm fuzzies. Um, for me, coffee uh, became a thing when I started in advertising school. Uh, I was doing graphic design. And I would sit at Starbucks and drink, you know, white chocolate mochas and those sorts of gateway coffee drugs. Gotcha, um, gotcha. And one day a teacher of mine at my graphic design school gave us an assignment to go and find the subculture of something that was pop culture. And okay. I thought to myself, there's nothing I do that's more pop culture than going to Starbucks every day. <laughs> I wonder if there's this other okay. crazy coffee world out there that I just don't know about. Uh, so... I looked up and I was in Atlanta at the time, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, did some researching on the internet and found this little place called Octane Coffee. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've heard of Octane. Uh, It's come up a few times in stories. Yeah. Um, so yeah, keep, keep going here. Yeah. No, there's Octane. Actually, I know a lot of people that had their kind of first moment there. Yeah. So I went to this shop 
um, I did a report on what they were doing for my class and just thought, man, this is cool. These guys treat coffee kind of like wine and talk about all the tasting notes. And, you know, I, I don't think about it that way when I go to Starbucks. And it really intrigued me. Um, fast forward about two years later, I get my first job in advertising. And it so happens that my ad agency is right next to Octane. Oh, wow. Um, how convenient. <laughs> uh, yeah, how convenient. And so I start going in there every day to do all my concepting and get to know Tony, who's the, the owner, a little bit. And he starts teaching me some stuff about coffee. I start roasting my own coffee at home. Yeah. Um, buy a Starbucks barista espresso machine. Start, wow, yeah. Start experimenting with everything coffee and reading everything and get my hands on. What were you reading at the time? Just curious. Do you remember any of those books? Sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> man, all those books back then, I don't know. I'm trying to think right now. Oh, sorry I put you on the spot. Yeah, I can't no. remember a name to save my life. Well, so what's funny like... is a lot of it was internet-based, right? I yeah, mean, like, yeah. Co- like home, coffee, home barista? Or... Home barista, okay. coffee geek. Yeah, um, yeah. Coffee was like the big thing at the <clears throat> time. People, okay. all the industry experts were writing on there, like Nick Cho and Peter Giuliano. Those guys right. were writing stuff, and I just found all of that super fascinating. Uh, so I was, anything I'd get my hands on, I would read. Yeah. Um, so eventually, cool. I decided the advertising game was not for me. I started looking for other jobs. Uh, a buddy of mine offered me a job out in Napa Valley, California. Okay. Coffee or no? Not coffee. Not coffee. Uh, nope. Not okay. there yet. I'm getting there. Uh, I know this is a little bit of a winding story. <laughs> no, this is great. This is great. Um, but yeah, so as I was leaving, I asked Tony, who uh, the owner at Octane, you know, is there any coffee out there I should check out? And he's like, oh, yeah, there's this guy. His name's Andrew Barnett. Uh, he's doing this amazing thing with espresso at this place called Echo Cafe in Santa Rosa. Oh, cool. I think that's pretty close to where you're going to be. So I wrote, just wrote him an email, Andrew Barnett, and was like, hey, can I come by sometime and see what you're doing? Um, and he wrote back, he's like, sure, just drop in anytime you want. So on my that's first awesome. trip out to Napa Valley to check out where I was going to live, I stopped in um, and he pulled me a shot of espresso. And that was kind of my, oh, Okay, yeah. wait a minute. This the, uh, is like a whole nother thing. Uh, and I was just hooked after that. And he said, well, if you're, you're interested, come back. You know, I'll, I'll show you some things. Yeah. And so it just started that I sp- spent pretty much every Sunday with Andrew learning how to cup coffees, do what? sample roasting. Yeah. Dang, Eventually, man. That's we, like a dream for you because you, you were home dream. roasting and everything. So it's like, yeah. it's one thing to read it in a book. It's a whole nother thing to have somebody like mentor you. Uh, and, and be like, hey, this is how you, you know, this is how you do it. That's a big deal. That's that's really awesome. Yeah, no, he, uh, I, I owe a lot to Andrew uh, for teaching me all those things and just being so generous with his time. And I think cool. I was talking to somebody last night who kind of had the same story, you know. It's like, yeah. oh, Andrew, he was open to teaching me everything he knew. Right, right. Wow. You know, so... There's, there's always got to be that, that person, too, that's like the It's a coffee the evangelist. Yeah. Like, <laughs> very much so. Okay, very cool. Very yeah. Cool. So uh, in that time period, I started getting more and more involved with him roasting espresso and got really into that. And I was driving something like 45 minutes each way to get to an espresso machine to pull shots. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, around the same time, La Marzocco announced that they were introducing a one-group machine called the GS3. Yeah. Um, so I got my name on the list for a GS3 because I, I was like, you know, this is what I want to do. My wife oh, totally. thought I was crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in our little kitchen, we were living in this little apartment. I measured it out and I realized it was going to take 50% of our counter space up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and All right. big kudos to my wife who was like, you know what? You seem passionate about this. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so anyway, 
ended up getting the GS3 in early like 2008. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a solid machine. I mean, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. So I <clears throat> then I started doing all my espresso formulation at home. Um, and realized one day I was standing in my apartment, looked out the window and realized there was a sidewalk that led to this college I was working at yeah. right outside my window. And I thought, huh, I have one of the best espresso machines in the world. I'm roasting coffee fresh with this guy every day. Maybe I should share this with people that are <laughs> right. passing by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like out the window, literally? Out, out the window. Oh yep. my gosh. That's so awesome. one okay. morning I, I opened up the window, put up a sign, invited like 10 of my friends to come over. Yeah. And people saw it and were like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm serving coffee. And they're oh, like, yeah. this, Immediately. Is, this is great. And it's <laughs> like nothing else we've ever tasted before. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. And soon, you know, people were like, well, can you do this tomorrow? And I was like, sure. I had lines out my kitchen window every right. morning when I'd wake up serving coffee. Right, and th and and then I assume you're charging people. I'm just curious from an operations standpoint. Yeah. So Square wasn't around, or Square? No Square. Yeah, I'm like, how are you doing C this? <laughs> certainly no Square. So I didn't know what to do. I originally had a little price list that was like, and I put suggested donations. Oh, okay. Because I right. thought to myself, well, if it's suggested, no one has to pay. I don't have to have a business license, right? Right. Um, but even that got a little sketchy after a while. <laughs> and so what I started doing right. uh, was I just put a jar on the window, no prices, no nothing. Oh, just like. And I'd be like. And everyone would make their own change. Nice. And I, I ignored it. So hands off. 100%. And if there was money yeah. in there at the end, I'd be like, cool, this covers some of my costs. If there yeah. wasn't, I didn't care. Innovation. And yeah, and yeah that's POS. Man, innovation. I think. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Put out a jar on a windowsill. <laughs> I'm a genius. genius. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that, that happened and um, kind of got this little tiny cult following around it. Yeah. Um, I ended mm. up going to... Uh, the Slow Food Nation event in San Francisco in 2009, cool. I think. And it so happened that Kent Baki from La Marzocco was there. All right. And Andrew Barnett introduced me to him and said, yeah. you got to hear what this guy's doing. Like, it's, <laughs> it's insane. Um, he thought it was funny. He handed me his business card and said, hey, if you ever need anything, yeah. give me a call. And Dang. I was like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> so fast forward, two years later, I moved to Italy to do my MBA. Oh, okay, uh, so wow. I moved to Milan. Um, nice, yeah. And it so happened that in Milan is also the La Marzocco Marketing exactly. Office. Exactly, yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> so I got to, I would go in there whenever I needed a, a chance to pull some espresso. Yeah. And I got to know those guys over there, Guido and Chris. And Very they became cool. good friends of mine. So when I got done with um, my MBA program, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for a job. Right. And I remembered that Kent Baki yeah, uh, yeah, card. Yeah. And, I, and you had it. I had it. And I seriously just cold called him. And was like, you probably don't remember me, but I'm this crazy I'm the guy. guy with the jar in the window. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I totally remember you. And yeah. why don't you fly out to Seattle and talk to us? Um, and so I did. And Dang, man. That's that was it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. That, so that speaks a lot to the. I feel the coffee industry. I I, I I mean, I experience that a lot, where people who know things want to share it, and people who like you know at La Marzocco, like, hey, you want to know something? Like, we're just going to freely share this with yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. And. Uh, and that's something I think <clears throat> we can all agree in the industry. It, it's an attractive aspect of the industry. Um, so it's cool to hear that your story is integrated with those things. I, I do know you want to talk about 
some of the home machines, correct? Because sure. what, what's what's your official title at La Marzocco? Just so I don't, I think we skipped over that. Uh, we did, yeah. Now, well, <clears throat> my title actually just changed. I'm now uh, vice president of marketing and consumer strategy. Awesome. So okay. I'm now okay. kind of over both the commercial and the home stuff. So you're trying to get into my head and tell me I need to buy a machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just playing. Buy a machine, buy a machine, buy a machine. Right. It's just so subconscious. Yeah. You, and and this is a big, this is a big year for La Marzocco, the 90th anniversary of mm-hmm. La Marzocco. Yeah. Um, um, is there anything you want to talk about as far as products go? Mm-hmm. A- anything? Open, open book here. Sure. I mean, I guess I'm thinking about you know the people who listen to your podcast. Um, I, I guess one of the things I'm really passionate about. I did start the Lamar's Oklahoma Home program. Yeah. So, okay. Very you know, cool. I've, I've thought the most about that probably of anything. Um, but one of the things I just want to share with people is that coffee and buying a really expensive espresso machine, which sure. Lomar Zocos happen to be, yeah. um, it's a lot like learning to play an instrument. And, yeah. and it's one of those things that if you commit the time and effort to get good at, it's something that you'll enjoy your entire life. Absolutely. And, yeah. and if you think about it, you know, <clears throat> when you start learning to play, let's say the guitar, you'll get a guitar that maybe isn't very expensive. Sure. Because you're not sure that you're going to commit the time and effort to be able to play it well. Right. Uh, once you start getting good at playing the guitar, then you're like, you know what? I know that this is now something I want to do. I'm going to upgrade to this really nice sounding, beautiful right, guitar right. because now it's something that I want to pursue for a long time. And I think uh, espresso is that same way. Um, it's one of those few things that engage you on so many levels, your mind, you know, your taste buds and your hands. And you combine all those things to make something beautiful. Yeah. And and it's a craft too. I, I mean, there are a lot of baristas who listen to the episodes, um, and there is this feeling of I am making something for somebody, and mm-hmm. I'm proud. There's this pride, and I think as far as having one in the home, I, I've worked on a, a GS3, uh, which is a great home. It's like a it's like a um, hybrid sort of because you could use it at home, you could use it for mobile or whatever. Absolutely. But I mean, it's my dream to have a machine at home because I would love to make people coffee in my home, espresso specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it is one of those things. It like drives community. Like, oh, you want a latte? Cool. Yeah. Or you know, and. Uh, and it's it's kind of like you said too. It's a commitment. It's a financial commitment, like mm-hmm. an instrument, like a you know a nice Martin guitar or, exactly. or Taylor, if you're exactly. one of those people. And uh, yeah. And anyway, so La Marzocco doing home machines is that like the future of of coffee and home for La Marzocco is mm-hmm. is doing those one group machines and what what can you tell me more about that and the innovation behind all those things and the ideas behind it? Sure. I mean, for me. I'll tell you and where I sit with thinking about Lamarzoko holistically. Um, it's like our mission is really to be, like thinking of instruments, like right. our mission is to be the instrument mm-hmm. of specialty coffee. Gotcha. So we're not creating the coffee, we're not the baristas, but right. we're giving you the best equipment possible to be able to share your craft. Right. And whether that is being a commercial barista or whether that's being somebody at home who wants to take this up as a hobby, right. our machines serve the purpose <clears throat> to make the most beautiful thing that you can possibly create as an artist. And and I mean, and the years behind you guys too, the 90 years, I, I mean, you're officially La Marzocca, the oldest espresso company in the world or what, what can what, I would say like, probably a year. There's a well lot of, that's a tough that's kind that's of a, a tough question uh, because <laughs> tricky. Che- 
Well, technically, like, um, you know, Victoria Arduino has right, been around. Right, right, like, right. some of those companies have been around a little longer um, that are now been bought by other companies. And, oh, I you see. You know, it's all, all that but stuff. But this is, this is, like, from yeah. the ground up, 90 years, same family. Yes. Uh, La yeah. Marzocco is very much a family, you know, small company right. story that has always remained in that family. Right. Um, so from that aspect, yeah, I think probably family-owned, uh, we're probably one of the oldest uh i don't know that for right sure off the top yeah of my head. I, I mean um, i would guess that yeah i would guess that too um but that's one of the things that makes lamar so special too is that it's had that that same thread of culture running through it for 90 years and as i learn more and more about uh the founders and i spend time with piero when i'm in italy you know i can see uh the aspect and the influence that his father had on him that now right. he imparts to the people in Italy who are making the machines and I can just see that this legacy and the culture of like craftsmanship and pride in their work has just continued and it's a really beautiful yeah. thing to see. And and I think I can fairly say now that I, I've met a good deal of the Larmazuko USA team and this passion is something I've seen over and over again. There's nobody who's who's working at Larmazuko that I've met who's like uh, I work at La Marzocco and yeah, yeah, it's our 90th. Like everybody's passionate. Yep. Uh, you come from an experience of of doing home brewing, or you're not home brewing, but you yeah. know, espresso out your window. Like, For sure, that's an awesome story. Um, and and so, I just want our listeners to know, like, I'm experiencing this firsthand with 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 you guys. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen you at the SEA. I've seen you at the tech uh, the tech training and all sorts of different environments and mm-hmm. it's it's an authentic real passion for coffee mm-hmm. and for the brand and for anyway so i see that i just wanted to state that um, well thank you no and, i we we mm, hope that that comes across because yeah, it's absolutely true absolutely so we're winding down to the to the end of this short little mm-hmm. little blip here but i have three questions that i want to ask you we ask everybody who's on the show sure uh and the first question is going to be where do you see coffee going in the next five years oh man uh it's a tricky one yeah i mean i, I see a whole lot of things um maybe, which, maybe which one should machines. i share yeah maybe for home machines yeah well, uh, I think from, from my standpoint, one of the things that we really need to do a better job of in the home world and not even so much from a technology standpoint is creating better education and, yeah. and sharing really the knowledge that exists out there or maybe doesn't exist yet out there with people who are trying to make espresso at home. Yeah. And that's something we're passionate about <clears throat> at La Marzocco Home is trying to now provide experiments that people can do right. to help them learn, like, what am I doing with these coffees? Uh, it just seems like those resources have been hidden behind closed doors for a long time. And we or really want to... Yeah. yeah, on forums <clears throat> or, or whatever, or yeah. baristas speaking to each other. We want to open that up and, and give that knowledge to everyone. So I think that's going to be kind of a shift culturally in the home barista world is gotcha. that we're going to have more open information and sharing of knowledge. And hopefully that will lead to a rapid increase in skill and understanding of how to make espresso taste really good every time at home. Yeah, at home. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And the second question is going to be, are there any resources? I know I know you couldn't remember the, some of the books that you read early on, but are there any resources that you would recommend to our listeners for uh, anything coffee related, you mm-hmm. know, uh, home brewing or anything like that? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of Scott Rayo's uh, books. Yeah, he was hugely <laughs> influential to me when the the Professional Baristas Guide Handbook came out. Yeah, um, I remember I got one of the very first copies, and I was like, finally, yeah. somebody has started to share. I mean, it goes back to what I just said and, yeah. uh, and answer that first question. We need more things like that. We do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally, yeah, I totally agree. And I'm not going to keep going because I could talk about that for a while. Yeah. So oh yeah, me our, too. Our final question doesn't have to be coffee. Related can be, mm-hmm. uh, but it is. What is the best piece of advice that you've received over the years? Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You you hit the hard ones here. So, I had a mentor. Um, I did my internship for my MBA in San Francisco with a guy named Chris Tacey, who actually has a past in coffee as well. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. As I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my career, I wasn't sure I wanted to go into coffee because it was my hobby. And right. I was like, I don't want to ruin this thing by working in exactly. coffee. Yeah. And at some point I was interviewing at like the Amazons, Microsofts, Googles of the world. Yeah. And he sat me down and he was like, just stop it. He's like, there are two, type of, there are two types of people in the world. Okay. Uh, some people are really just all about the challenge. And mm-hmm. whatever that challenge is, it doesn't matter. They will enjoy their work if they are challenged. Right. The other type of people are people that are driven by passion. Right. And people that are driven by passion are people that have to be doing something that they, they believe in wholeheartedly. Right, right. Or they won't be happy. And he's like, I you are that, yeah. 100% a passion person. <laughs> and you need to stop messing around and just go in the coffee right. and do it. And he was 100% right. And he was like, I'm a challenge person. Yeah. And it's it like, doesn't matter. We're not matter. the same kind of person. We're I not the you. same. And I know you're the other one. <laughs> and I just thought that was so intuitive of him to say that. Yeah. And it's, yeah, that's really cool. It's a very transparent relationship to be like, hey, I see this in you. Like, yeah. This is what you're like. Do you see this? And yeah. Super valuable. So anyway, Scott, thank you for your time. Thanks sure. for uh, meeting me out here by this trash can. Sure. And uh, anyway, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Coffee Podcast. Remember, you can reach out to us on our website at thecoffeepodcast.org. You can find us on Instagram at The Coffee Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at The Coffee Podcast. Thanks for listening and happy brewing.